got to the bottom and everyone made it to the bottom in one piece and their bikes were in one piece and you know we were riding in dirt around things we were on the shoulder it was kind of chaotic mm. so it really set the tone for the rest of the day as well if this is the worst we're gonna get we'll, we'll be okay uh, guess what there's a lot of people that ride their bikes and so I've experienced in the last two years that I've started to, to, to ride and you know what, um, they're like uh, runners out there. They've been touched by this disease. They want to give back, they want to help other people. The closest I did was over a couple hundred kilometers, two, 200 and something. And uh, so it was way more than I thought I could even do. But I, I was interested and it just seemed like a challenge worth doing. Tons of support, there's no question about that. But the other thing too was I had, you know, my, my good friend Nigel, my mom, and my uncle, and of course Terry Fox, uh, in the back of my head saying, you know, get up, go do this, and do it with a smile on your face. 360k is a long ride, and I was thinking, ooh, I don't know if I can make this. It was, it was like the fear of failing mm -hmm. and, and that kind of thing, but then I started thinking about all the people I know. Like uh, Exactly, you, you sort of start feeling that way. You say, wow, like, or, or even at the halfway point when we were at, you know, 180, you know, we were sort of looking at that saying, okay, it's like we've climbed this hill and now we're just ticking them down. Those are the voices and stories of Crystal Lambert, Daryl Fox, Doug Bartell, Kevin Watt, Matt Scott, and Mike Rausch. Welcome to Fitzbeat, the Fraser Valley and Lower Mainland's weekly fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines along with Kevin Watt. Coming up this week on the program, 360 kilometers, 25 riders, one vision. We'll have details and interviews with some of the participants in September's Terry Fox 360 ride, including Daryl Fox, who is, of course, the very fit and active brother of Canadian legend Harry Fox. Also in this week's program, we'll take a look at some of the upcoming health, wellness, and racing events on our event schedule. We'll have our weekly fit tip, but first, here's a recap of some of the recent race results from the area. On Saturday, October 23rd at Cultus Lake, the very first Valley Cross event was held. As heard, right here on Fitspeak, Valley Cross organizer Matt Scott offered a wide variety of categories in the race, with everything from an elite category to categories for fat tire bikes, beginners, and youth division racers. All told, there were right around 170 participants. Here's your list of winners. In the elite men's category, it was North Vancouver's Kevin Calhoun winning it for the Rocky Mountain Factory team. The women's side was won by 47-year-old Kelly Jones, also from North Vancouver. For the elite men's master's division, Corey Forrest of Vancouver was the winner. Lawson Drummond took the open men's intermediate title, and in the intermediate men's single speed category, the winner was Funeral Racing's Dave Struthers, Dave won with a 25-second margin. The under-17 men was won by Nathan Bishop from the Devo squad. Under-19, it was Shane Patterson. For the women's intermediate combined, first place won by series Elizabeth Jin. She also won the under-17 women's title. Masters women, the lone entry, and the winner, Andrea Scott. The open women's intermediate category was won by Lindsay Von Blodo. 
Turning to the novice divisions, there were eight different races for folks to get their feet wet, or I guess muddy in. 40-year-old Bart Brown from Langley was the fastest learner of them all in the men's division. He took first by a margin of two seconds. The fat bike crown was claimed by Corey Itterman from Vancouver. For the women, taking the beginner overall combined, 14-year-old Josie Welburn. She also won the under-15 women's title. Under-13 winner, Giza Rogers. Dana Seward from Vancouver won the women's novice division. Under-13 men, Can McCallum from the Devo team took the win, and for the under-15 men, it was Manu Moore, also from Devo. And that's your local race roundup. While every person living in Canada has heard of the Terry Fox Run, not many have heard of the Terry Fox Ride. The bike ride, just like the run, is designed to raise money for cancer research. But whereas the run is usually about 10 kilometers long, the ride is substantially more. Try 360. I spoke with ride organizer Daryl Fox about the origins of the Terry Fox 360 ride. Well, we've, we've uh, existed for, for 36 years now and uh, the run is uh, still going very strongly. Um, we're excited by the future for it, but uh, guess what? There's a lot of people that ride their bikes. And so I've experienced in the last two years that I've started to, to, to ride. And you know what? Um, they're like uh, runners out there. They've been touched by this disease. They want to give back. They want to help other people. And, um, you know, this is something that um, I think offers that opportunity for the cyclists out there to participate in an event, to challenge themselves, both mentally and physically, and to give back uh, to community. And um, it more than uh, satisfied our, our, our desires for this event. It was very successful. In addition to Daryl Fox, another main organizer of the ride is Abbotsford's Mike Rausch. Mike is one of the founders of Cahilti Racing and did a great job in increasing the number of participants for this year's ride. Well, we did the ride uh, last year. It was a 350-kilometer ride, and it was the first one. We heard that Daryl uh, was planning this, and uh, it was a small group of, I think, six people, and it was such a memorable experience. And, of course, Daryl being... Terry's brother, uh, you know, he's part of our bike race team, Cahilti Racing. Uh, we wanted to make it bigger and better and raise more funds for the foundation uh, for 2016. So uh, it was a no-brainer that we wanted to do it again uh, in 2016. And we had many more riders and raised a lot more funds. So you may think a well-organized ride for a well-respected cause may go off without a hitch, right? Well, this is Canada, and there's always the weather. And Doug Bartell noticed something prior to the ride about his fellow riders. Well, I've never seen so many fit, healthy uh, men, and we had uh, some women as well, look at their cell phones as much as they did at the weather forecast, <laughs> as frequently as they did, because it was, it was daunting. And the thought of going out in the rain all day, potentially, uh, it was actually a little scary. How I, I was wondering how cold we might get. It just, I did not. We were all kind of. I think a lot of guys were just really worried about that, actually. And I guess the riders did have a bit to fear for many of them embarking on their longest bike ride in their lives on what was proving to be the ugliest day of the summer. Live Cycling's Crystal Lambert remembers it well.
The first stop was at the bottom of Sun Peaks Resort. And so we left Sun Peaks in the dark, in the pouring rain, somewhere below four degrees. And we rode downhill over about a dozen cattle guards with people's fenders coming off and having to stop and fix things and trying to stay as a group. And there was actually quite a bit of traffic on the road. You know, I guess people commute into town from Sun Peaks. And this and is all in the first hour. All in the hour. first 36 kilometers, wow. so the first hour. And we got to the bottom and everyone made it to the bottom in one piece and their bikes were in one piece. And, you know, we were riding in dirt around things. We were on the shoulder. It was kind of chaotic. Mm. So it really set the tone for the rest of the day as, well, if this is the worst we're going to get, we'll, we'll be okay. So the ride was progressing, rain and all, and most of the riders were doing well most of the time. But like in any event lasting almost 12 hours long, there's going to be some adversity. Matt Scott tells us what his was, and more importantly, what he did to overcome it. Uh, I had to, um, I missed two legs of it. Uh, I had a little bit of a, a hand injury, um, so I had to stop. And what so happened to your hand? Uh, three years ago, I was electrocuted at work, so I got oh. some, <laughs> so I got, I have some uh, nerve damage that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. Yikes. So um, that held me back. Uh, I get numbness and, and everything, but it's again the whole time I was out there, I was like, this is this is nothing. This this pain and suffering is nothing compared to, and because I, I did, I kept on thinking about you know what my mother was going through yeah. with her cancer, what everyone else I know is going through um, with whether it's a you know prostate cancer or breast cancer or ovarian cancer and that of course was a theme that ran throughout the entire ride doing something for someone other than yourself now with two months of perspective behind him rider kevin watt reflects on what the ride now means to him i don't know i'm not too sure I'd like to do it again. There's no question in my mind about it. I guess maybe it would sort of be kind of like an end of the season ride, sort of a tribute ride, I suppose. Just kind of a way of remembering different things that happened from 2016. I guess mostly I just I just want to pay it forward somehow. I just um, I've learned a lot in the last year and I just not everything can be about yourself. You sometimes have to kind of try to think about the bigger picture and how you can help or motivate or be there or support or lend your advice or just anything to help somebody else because uh, cancer affects everybody and it um, affects everybody in all sorts of different ways. And if you are interested in either sponsoring a rider or perhaps in participating in the event, check out the Cahilti Racing page out on Facebook or go to www.terryfox.org and follow the links. And hopefully next year's weather will be just a little bit better. And on our upcoming event schedule, if you're listening to this podcast before November the 6th, it may be not too late to do the in-person sign-up for the Tri-Events Ronald McDonald House Boundary Bay 5K, 10K, Half Marathon, or Full Marathon. It's happening out in Boundary Bay near Delta. Click over to tryevents.ca to get more details on that. 
Brian Wilkinson, our new Fitzby correspondent out in the Chilliwack area, says although there's no races or events scheduled for a while there, there's plenty of great trail running and mountain bike riding places to experience during this time of year. And hey, if you're out in the Chilliwack, Hope, Agassiz area, tell us of a place that you like to go for your dose of urban cleansing. Just leave us a message on the website's comment page. Going off-road in Abbotsford, the running race deal of the season, we've been talking about this for a while, $10. All it takes to tow the line for the cross-country ramble at Clearbrook Park. It's scheduled for Sunday, November 20th. If you live in the Chilliwack area, like Brian, you can sign up at the Garrison Running Company, or you can simply go to PeninsulaRunners.com. Staying off-road for a moment, this time on your bike, out in Aldergrove, the Vancouver Coalition for Cyclecross is sponsoring a race that's set to go on Saturday the 12th. It's vcxc.ca for event details. Of course, if you're running any race, you'll likely want to train for it, and Tear It Up Tuesdays is exactly what that's for. You can head on over to the Abbotsford Triathlon Club's Facebook page to get information, and then join Coach Mikey and the crew at Rotary Stadium. And yes, just before we wrap things up, it's time for our Fit Tip of the Week. One of my favorite subjects. Don't you just love it when research validates something that you always kind of thought you knew? And although you may have heard this one a few times, it's always good to hear again. It's about one of our favorite things, coffee. You know, coffee or any substance containing caffeine is good for improving your athletic performance. However you want to define athletic performance, now it's up to you. The European Journal of Nutrition is reporting in the results of their latest research that taking between 1 and 2 milligrams of caffeine per pound of body weight may help your performance. Among other things, caffeine may improve your performance by stimulating your brain. That means you become less aware of the pain that your body is going through, something that can come in handy in the last few hundred meters of a 5K. Caffeine also causes your fat cells to release stored fat. This in turn raises your blood fat levels. And that's a good thing because your muscles can use that and save your glycogen for later. Of course, there's too much of a good thing even when it comes to caffeine. Overdoing it can cause, you know, jitteriness, headaches, even stomach cramps, gas, and get this in extreme cases, a risk of an irregular heartbeat, especially in the heat. So exercise caution and common sense. Even if they are offering you a Red Bull in the last 3K of an Ironman, and there's a hope of you catching that person ahead of you for a chance at a podium spot and everlasting glory. Just ain't worth it. And that's it for Fit Speak for now. I'd like to thank all the riders from the Terry Fox 360 ride, especially Daryl Fox and Mike Rausch. Thanks to our correspondents Kevin Watt in Maple Ridge and Brian Wilkinson in Agassiz. And thank you for listening. Visit us next time and we'll get wet with local master swim coach, Ryan Clifton. <laughs>